Hello guys and welcome back or is it welcome back? I'm not really sure. Welcome to According to Evie. My name is Evie funnily enough um, and we are kind of on season three um, as you will have known from my pod if you look on the podcast app or the Spotify page um, there are some old episodes that we um, had under the title of according to us it was me my housemate Ellen um, and we would answer you guys dilemmas um, Ellen's not doing it with me anymore it's just me so hence why I changed the name according to Evie so if you look at it as an extension of according to us I guess this is season three if you look at it as a brand new show, it's according to Evie. So hello, if you're a new listener, um, welcome. Um, this is basically a podcast where we talk about current people's dilemmas or we talk about um, exciting topics, um, mostly about relationships, sex, girls, boys, all that jazz. So I'm glad that you've tuned into this episode. It's kind of been um, a long time coming. And basically, I took we took a little break from the whole podcasting thing. Things got super busy. And then I just got a spark of, wow, I want to get back into podcasting. So hence why we are back here. And it did take me a little while to get my setup right. I needed to um, get a new laptop because my current laptop was broken. Um, then I needed to find a microphone because the microphone Ellen and I used to use was hers. So it was all this thing. And then my new laptop doesn't take USB. So I had to take it. It, it was it was a big thing. Um, but I'm here sat in my brother's old room at my mum's house. Funnily enough, this um, little is like a granny flat. We always called it the studio, which is kind of apt in this situation because makes me feel like I'm in a studio and a real podcaster, even though I'm sat on um, the carpet of the upstairs thing and the microphone and my laptop are actually balanced on a box of Corona, um, which, um, and I mean Corona beer, obviously, why would it be Corona, the virus? Um, but, you know, anyway, we'll just pretend that I'm in a really cool studio when like there's, you know, fun stuff going on. So, Basically, I thought this would just be an introductory episode where we chat about some things that have been happening. Um, I did um, want to introduce some new segments I'm going to be doing. I just wanted to have a chat with you guys about what's been going on in my life, maybe ask you guys what's been going on in your life, and etc, etc. So please um, stay tuned and enjoy the episode. Okay, as I explained before, we're just going to do a little catch up on what's been happening since the last episode of According to Us. So I'm just on the podcast app now. That's the Apple podcast app. You can also, um, if Spotify is your go-to, you can listen on Spotify, Google Play. There's a bunch of other stuff that it's on, but I think that they're the three main ones. Anywho, so I'm on the podcast app right now and the last episode, wow, I didn't actually realize it was this long ago. So it was 8th of July, 2020, we published it um, and it was the dating app special, the do's and don'ts with our guest, Charlie. That was an awesome episode. I highly recommend you go listen to that if you wanted um, some insight into dating apps and we had a boy on there. So we'd love to get a boy's perspective. We forget that they're, they have opinions too. It's wild. So what has been happening in my life since the 8th of July? So a lot has happened. I did uni. I finished week 10. I didn't continue um, that semester. I just withdrew that academic penalty. If you guys want me to chat more about that, like if you're a uni student and you want to know the implications of that, um, or you just want to know what happened and um, you want me to open up about that kind of little um, moment back in 2020. I'm happy to do that. Um, but for now I'll keep it fun, fresh, happy. So, um, I went, did some holidays, did some chilling out. We had a great summer ish. Um, I left my current house, which, which is where I was living with Ellen. Um, I left there, moved back in with my parents. That has been a wild 
journey. Um, it's actually been um, a bit better than I thought it would be. It was meant to be kind of like a temporary, I don't know where else to go, but my lease has ended um, and I didn't want to stay at my current house. So I just moved in temporarily. It's now um, the 11th of May and I have indeed not moved out yet. I think I will be, but um, nevertheless, still there right now. feels weird being back at home. Um, actually, I'm not really back at home. I'm living with my dad and my stepmom and little sister, and I've never lived with them before. Um, so it's not really moving back home, but it's still being with family, not really having that true independence. So that's a bit odd. Um, what else has happened since July? I've had a, a, a plethora of... Um, boys, experiences um, that I'm definitely probably going to draw on um, in the coming episodes. And yeah, back in uni, I've got um, less than three weeks till my uni exams and then I'm on winter break. So basically back to where our last episode was this time last year. So that's kind of a little where I am in my life. If I start talking about something, um, you kind of know where that timeline is. And yeah, so what I thought I would do is just kind of go through some things that I'm going to implement in this podcast in the future. We're, we're manifesting, we're envisioning this podcast in the future. What is going to happen? So first of all, we're going to start each episode maybe start, depends if I remember or I get halfway through and I have to (laughs) add it in. But I thought we would start each episode with a sexy times topic, an STT. And basically our STT, actually that sounds a lot like an STD now I'm thinking of it, but nevertheless is still going to stand STT or a sexy times topic. And we're just going to have, I'm probably maybe going to ask you guys what you want me to chat about, or I'm going to come up with something and ask you guys your, your thoughts, your feelings. This week I have a sexy times topic and, um, I'm excited to get into that in a sec. We're also going to implement, and I think I said this on my Instagram, a driving with Evie. I tested this out Um, and I did not have the correct mic set up. So I will at some point, in fact, I might just like put it in, Evie, just put it in now. Uh, just a little, a little snippet of me attempting to do a driving with Evie episode with no mic. It was just my AirPods. Um, and it was interesting to say the least. So Evie, just pop that in right now. Just editing Evie. Thank you. Thank you. Have you seen that TikTok? Oh, this is such a tangent. Um, have you seen that TikTok where, <laughs> where it's like this girl, she's like super funny, but she, um, she's like super famous and she always like reenacts like situations and she goes up to the fuel station, like to pay. And she's like trying to figure out where, like where her, like what number she was at. And like, I don't know about you guys, but like, I've just never, I've always just like looked at the number or to be fair, I go to the exact same fuel spot every single time I fill, fill up. So I know my number one, of course, but like, I look to see what it is. Anyway, this girl like was mimicking like, oh, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, I had that in real life. This woman in front of me, I'm rushing because I'm late to work because that's who I am as a person and this person in front of me is like trying to figure out which one she's like counting and the guy like does not care like the cashier does not care he's like whatever I'm like tapping my foot and now like I'm like the response to that TikTok just in that like scene there I was just like tapping my foot I was like twiddling my I was like hurry the fuck up I'm pretty sure your number is five get on with it, pay the forty two fifty, and let's move on with our lives because i got to get on the road. Okay, we're back from driving with so Evie. I hope you enjoyed that little, like, chaotic segment. Um, <laughs> I laugh at myself in, a lot in that, um, and I'm still laughing at it because it's, it's quite funny. My brain does wild things when it drives. So, um, and the last thing I just wanted to mention is I know that you guys get bored of my voice. I talk a lot both in my everyday life and apparently in 
a podcast as well and on my Instagram. So <laughs> there's a lot of talking from me. So I'm definitely, definitely, definitely going to line up some guests for you guys, um, whether it's um, another uni student friend of mine, whether it's um, a boy, perhaps um, my brother, maybe I'll get my mom on. We'll see. Um and definitely there'll be some different perspectives in the mix and you won't have to just listen to me drone on. Um, so I think that's all I'm going to do for my little intro. So I think we're just going to get right into our sexy times topic. Okay, so I didn't know how into sexy times topics <laughs> you guys would be. So instead of putting it on my Instagram or the According to Evie Instagram, I have a little girls group and my um, it's like just my uni friends. We actually have quite a few different age groups. So it's probably re- like ranging from like 18 to like 23 in this little girls group. Little girls group? That sounds weird. In just our girls group, our petite, as in like, it's a small size. There's not heaps of people like an Instagram. Anyway. Um, so the question I asked the girls was how often are you coming, orgasming, finishing, however you want to call it? How often are you finishing during sex? And in brackets, I put either with your partner or just out of people that you've slept with. So if you've slept with three people, 10 times, you know, out of those 10 times, how many um, times have you finished or come or orgasmed? Okay. I originally put in this poll, just like a hundred percent, 50%, 20% other, Um, And the girls added in some. So I'm just going to read out what they added in. So most people wrote practically only in a relationship. Now, when I inquired about what this meant, not many people responded. (laughs) But I think what they're saying is like they're not coming if they're having a one night stand. Like if they are in like a regular consistent relationship, whether that be casual or official, um, they're, they're finishing. But I don't know what percentage that is. But anyway, that's what a majority of people said, which wasn't even an option. But thanks, girls. Um, The second highest, the second highest, which just like this is so sad. Like I almost cried when I saw this. The second highest was never, never, just never. And now I should have followed it up with how often are you coming when you're masturbating? But I think that'll be another sexy times topic. There was an 80%. There was twice. Does that just mean twice overall? I don't know. Um, there was a 90%, which uh, is 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 pretty, pretty good. Pretty impressive. So um, I'll just read out something that um, someone messaged me. Um, and she said, See, I don't know because I have a lot of sex, so the percentage isn't high. But if I'm hooking up with someone regularly, I train them on what I like. And first of all, I just want to be like, it's a bit sad if you were like, I'm having a lot of sex, so the percentage isn't high. Which, because like, if you're having a lot of sex, you would think that the percentage would be higher, right? Um, because there's there's more times for you able to to orgasm basically. Um, so I didn't like, it actually like saddens me like that. We're like, Oh, well, you know, out of all the times that I've had sex, I've had sex, I've had orgasms like enough to satisfy or satisfy in quotation marks. Um, but it's not a high percentage of the time that I'm having sex. Um, and I just thought like, I thought this was such an interesting topic to have a conversation about with you guys, especially because I know there's a lot of girls listening, but actually, because I know there is a lot of boys listening to this. Um, and I just thought we'd have a chat about the female orgasm, not how it feels or what you should look out for, or even how to make it happen, but just topic, like just having a chat about it, because I feel like it's just not spoken enough, like enough about, and it's actually something that in my current relationship, and he's going to hate that I'm talking about this and putting this out in the open, but I don't care. Um, it's something that like I've had to have a conversation about with actually multiple of my sexual partners, not 
like, as well, especially when they're, like, reoccurring sexual partners. So whether that's in, like, a full-blown relationship but also just, like, in casual, like, kind of friends with benefits situations, which I have been in before, um, I have had to have conversations about this in the past. Um, but I know how awkward it can be to have that conversation. So I really admire the fact that um, my friend messaged me that she, like, would train them on what, like, what she liked because I think that's so important. But I think like the main, um, the main reason why, you know, girls aren't having this high percentage rate, because when you think about it, like the percentage rate of like a male, male, like finishing and, and men correct me if I'm wrong, but from my extensive research (laughs) slash personal experience, um, I I think that it's probably 90%. And the only reason why you wouldn't be finishing would be A, maybe like drunkenness or or like it's just not like it's just not working. It's just not happening um, kind of thing Um, or potentially on the off chance like it's just you're just not into it. But it's not something that that's like not happening because, um, because you haven't had the opportunity to, if you know what I mean. So I'm going to suggest maybe a 90% finish rate for a male whereas like from you know evidently my research uh, on the girls that are just close to me and as I said a wide range of people both in relationships and um, just casually dating you know we're seeing a very very low like if I average it out we're looking at like a you know 20 percent 30 percent come rate Um, and I don't think it's necessarily about it being harder for women to come or anything like that because I if if we spent enough if we spend as much time um thinking about the female orgasm as as the male orgasm as in like you know blowjobs and penetrative sex then I think like that would kind of jump up a bit so I think like I think like the important thing to note out of this is like I don't think it comes from like a man being necessarily selfish I think it's almost just like narrow-mindedness or like I think because like if they see that you're enjoying yourself during sex um they just like they just think you're having fun like they're just enjoying it they're just and then they finish and then it's like bam 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 done you know they don't necessarily know how like that it's important to you that you are finishing um nevertheless like if like if you if you don't if you don't mind about finish like finishing that's fine you can still enjoy sex and and not finish or I know there's girls out there that that they really struggle to finish so finishing with a sexual like with their partner is kind of like not gonna happen and they they're gonna finish like they're gonna give themselves orgasms in other ways um but if it is something that you value, I just, yeah, I think that my friend had it right when she was like, oh, I would train them or like at least have a conversation with them about how it's important to you that you finish. And it's important that they make the effort to make you finish as well. Um, and you know, that could be done in a multitude of ways, whether you like oral sex, whether you want to introduce toys and vibrators into the mix, Um, or whether it's just, um, you know, making sure that you're doing positions that hit your G spot or, or whatever it is. (sighs) I think I really needed to get that off my chest. I really needed to tell an audience of people about the value of the female orgasm. If there's any girls or boys or non-binary people out there that want to, um, learn a bit more about, um, what I'm talking about in this sexy times topic, there is a book called she comes first. Um, and you can download it on audible. You can download it on Google books, or you can probably, um, get it off Amazon as a hard copy as well. And, um, it's just a really good book on the insight into, um, basically having sex, um, both for female and male pleasure. So that's, that's our sexy times topic. I'm sure we'll come up with a little jingle to end this little segment. Um, and back to the main podcast. Okay. We're on to our first dilemma for according to Evie. Um, basically I just wanted to say before, um, we get into it, 
in order to submit a dilemma to the podcast, there's two things. If you don't mind about being anonymous, um, aka you don't care if I know who you are, you can DM um, the according to Evie Instagram page. The according it's according underscore to underscore Evie, um, and you can just message me your dilemma. If not, you can go onto my bio and um, just click the link and it'll come up with a Google form. Um, And it's completely anonymous. I ask for your age and location, basically just so I can kind of gauge um, like the context. Um, But if you don't want to put that, that's fine. And then you just write your submission. So I got one from this girl Um, and she is 19 and she's just put Australia. Um, it'll be really interesting if I ever get something from outside of Australia. If you're listening from outside of Australia, welcome. Hello. So international. Um, but most of the dilemmas I think are from Australia (laughs) or Perth in particular. Anywho, so she said what to do when your boyfriend doesn't let you go out with him. I don't know what to do. I love him so much. I'm 19 and have partying left to do. And he's 24 and has already finished his partying phase. And apparently she basically, she tries to like bring it up with him. And then he just says like shitty comments, like fine, I'll go out with, you know, without you, et cetera, et cetera. It's just drama. So the dilemma is what to do if your boyfriend is, controlling and will only let you go out without him so I presume she wants to go out with girls or she wants to go out with friends she doesn't really want to bring her her 24 year old boyfriend along or I think she also mentioned because he hasn't um already done his like he's already done his partying phase he's kind of like don't go out I need to go with you and I don't want to go out so you can't go out kind of thing this is such a hard one because I think that like first of all this kind of just Like, not that I'm against age gaps in any way, but I think there's, like, this – for some reason there's this weird, like, um, old wives' tale kind of thing that, like, girls should go for older guys um, because, like, we're, like, so mature and they're they're at their maturity at the same time or whatever that, you know, stupid um, kind of thing is. But I don't know. This kind of is a reason why I'm a bit, like, iffy about the whole age gap thing. Um, like she's 19, I presume she's like, potentially she's in uni or, you know, she's like literally just like fresh out of school still. Like I graduated school when I was 18. So, um, yeah, like first year out of school, like all you want to do is go like have fun with your friends and drink. And he's like 24. He probably has like a full-time job. I won't have a full-time job when I'm 24, but hey ho, um, uni life. Um, So maybe he has a full-time job and, you know, like even I'm 22 and I'm starting to get a bit over the partying phase. Like I'm not going out every weekend anymore. I still have way too many wines, but, um, you know, I can't imagine what I'll be like when I'm 24. So, um, this like, first of all, this like throws a red flag to me that like in, in terms of like that age gap, I feel like, hang on, let me have a sip of water, a bit of ASMR for you. Anyway, cool, cold water. Um, this kind of um, does just go like, well, yeah, I, this is why I don't like the idea of dating someone older when it's kind of like in that, like you're in almost like two stages of your life. Um, secondly, I don't know. This is kind of just like weird to me because I say that it's like, you mentioned like he's already done his partying um, and that he's like finished partying and he doesn't want to party anymore but it's also like he should just respect that you want to go out like you haven't mentioned that he's like concerned about like how much you're drinking or that you're irresponsible when you're drunk or like or that you know potentially there's things going wrong when you're going out um and he's kind of just like oh like I want to be there with you just in case something goes wrong like for me it seems like and especially like in his response it seems like he's kind of just like oh I don't want you to go out without me because he doesn't want you having fun without him and like first of all I think that's like so like a shitty mentality because it's just like if you want to be with 
someone all the time 24 7 then i'll have fun without you i think that that's a bit problematic and i've like i'll fully admit that there's been times where i've been in relationships and i've kind of not wanted the other person to go out without me i just felt left out or whatever it was um but like i think also like in a if you're in a trusting like good relationship you would want your partner to go out and have fun especially if it's not something that you're really interested in doing like for example like I I like watching the footy but I'm not interested if say like the Eagles aren't playing so like if my partner wanted to go over to his friend's house and watch the footy and get drunk and maybe go out afterwards or go to you know go to the stadium and go watch footy like I wouldn't be like oh, I have to go because I want him, I want to be with him and, like, I want to make sure that I'm not missing out because I don't I don't want to go watch footy with the boys or with, you know, a group of people who are hell into footy, um, especially if the Eagles aren't playing and, like, I just don't, like, that doesn't really, I would rather, like, have a night in or go see my friends or whatever it is. So, you know, I don't want to just tag along to my friends, with my friends' friends if it's something that I'm not interested in. Um, obviously like the situation varies, like I still would hang out with my partner's friends. Um, but only if like I was interested in doing what they were doing, not if it was just for the sake of it, say. So I think it is concerning that he, and I, I, it's the phrase doesn't let you go that rather than like gets pissy when you go, because if it was like, oh, he gets a bit upset. It's kind of just like, yeah, like you'd probably just like, he's probably just being shitty and wants you to stay in with him um but it does the fact that he's like doesn't let you go out I just think it's a bit manipulating and like I do think you need to reflect on like your relationship and and how he acts in other aspects of your relationship um for example like if if he's kind of being controlling in other aspects then maybe it is part of his personality that he kind of wants to watch over you and and make sh- make sure that you're not doing anything that he doesn't agree with. Um, maybe he has trust issues and isn't trusting that you'll um, make the right decisions when you're out drinking. Um, I don't know. Like there's not really enough context here, but I, I think it is worth a conversation. And unfortunately, that's always the advice to give in this these kind of situations because it's always like, well, you're not just going to break up with him because people don't just do that. Um, and it would be really easy for me to give that advice, just be like, meh, sack them off, like sackable offense, um, <laughs> which like, it's so easy when you're like looking at other people's situations to be like, yeah, sack them off, sack them off, sack them off. But I appreciate that it's like super hard to do that. So it's definitely worth the conversation being like, oh, you know, like, I don't, I don't think like it's worth like are you getting upset over like it's just me going out with my friends like what what makes you like want to come with me like blah 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 blah. and I think like you'll eventually get to the end and if he if he's held defensive about it I think that's a sign that like he obviously like doesn't have a rational explanation for it because he'll be like oh why do you like I just don't remember if he just like kind of deflects the question he obviously like doesn't have a rational explanation for it or he doesn't have any explanation for it he's just being a bit clingy and toxic but if he like is like oh you know this is why and you can kind of see some logic in that and you can work through it then potentially it might work out but I do just want to flag again that like this is why I always say like like if you're gonna have a big age gap like five years when you're like only 19 like five years ago from 19 you were only like 14 like when he was 19 you were 14 So, like, if you're going to have a big age gap like that, like, I think communication is key. Um, But this is also why I just kind of hate when people are like, oh, day older, day older. Like, no, this always happens. (laughs) Anyway, good luck with your boyfriend. Keep me updated. I am not envious of this situation. I would be so fucked off if I couldn't go out with my friends without my boyfriend. Anyway, good luck. Bye. Okay. On a similar kind of vein to what we were talking about in our STT, 
I'm going to emphasize the T. Um, and this is actually, so I'm in this group called Advice for Girls. I just kind of joined as like a fun thing um, because I like looking at other people's responses, um, especially as someone who has a podcast about giving advice. I thought it'd just be interesting if I looked at the responses of these this group. In this group, um, this girl wrote this like dilemma and I'm just going to read it out and just give my unsolicited advice on it. <laughs> it's actually not unsolicited if they ask, right? Yeah. Anyway. Okay, so she goes, hi ladies, I need advice. My boyfriend and I have been dating for two years. We're in a really good spot emotionally, like he's so supportive, but in the past four-ish months, we've barely been having sex, like once every month or six weeks. We used to do it multiple times a week, so it's a massive change and I don't know if it's normal to be worried about it. I don't have any reason to think he's cheating on me and he just says he's been tired, but I can't help but feel a bit insecure, awkward about the situation. I obviously don't want to pressure him about it. So I've just checked in every now and then like, are you okay? Is there something I'm doing wrong? And he says it's fine, but I still feel weird about it. Before my current boyfriend, I wasn't someone to date long-term. So I don't have any experience with this issue. Does anyone have input? Thank you in advance, Sunshines XX. First of all, she sounds so sweet. <laughs> like, she's being so considerate. Like, she's like, are you okay? Is there something wrong? And she feels weird about it. Like, she's calling us Sunshines. Oh, what a sweetie. So first of all, I love you. You won't be listening to this, but you're great. I feel so sorry for you because I think that this is such a tricky um situation to be in and obviously I think that there's multiple reasons why a relationship kind of fizzles out with sex um and like it's actually something that like I've never experienced first of all I've never she you know she says she's been dating her boyfriend for two years I've never dated anyone for longer than a year and a bit like year and a half bit over a year and a half um and we never had I've never I never had any experiences um with losing our sex life and then um yeah my other partners that I've dated you know briefly for more like six months ish um we've always had great sex lives and my current partner um we have a very good sex life so I can't imagine what it would be like to lose sex especially like you obviously put a lot of, I'm going to speak as if she's listening. So I'm going to say you, not she, just FYI. Um, so you obviously seem like you do enjoy sex and you want to have a good sex life because, well, you're writing about it. Um, and yeah, you said that there's no reason to be cheating. So there's no reason um, to be worried other than the fact that why aren't you having sex? Because, you know, you used to have sex multiple times a week. So Obviously, like it is so awkward and it makes it would make you feel so insecure. Like, I think if like even if I get rejected once, (laughs) like, you know, when you're like coming on to your partner and they're kind of like, "Eh." Um, like I just even if I get rejected once, I feel so gross and unsexy. And I don't know why we do that, because it's obviously there's so many other reasons why you wouldn't be having sex with your partner, because like. Yeah, it just happens. Um, I think one thing to note that like, I don't know if he's on any medication or anything, but that can drastically reduce your sex drive. I know that um, I was on, well, I still am on some medications that um, um, lower your sex drive um, and especially like antidepressants are the big one. Um, and it's actually ironic because depression itself will lower your um, sex drive, especially and anxiety as well. Um, and then the treatment, um, which is antidepressants in most instances, um, will then also lower your sex drive, probably even more. Um, and they can also affect, um, you know, your, um, ability to like come or ejaculate in males cases. Um, and for females, it can, um, like impact how wet you get um and obviously like being wet and um 
being able to finish and all that stuff kind of contributes to the overall experience of having sex. So I don't know if you like before you started having like when you're having sex, you say you're having sex like once every 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 month or six weeks. Like, is, is that good sex? Like, are you getting wet? Are you orgasming? Like, are you having good sex like once every month? Or is it like, eh? Because if it's eh, I feel like that it could be like some external like problems. I said problems. Problems probably a bad word to use because it's not a huge problem to have. But there could be some external factors contributing to that, which like could be medication, like including like Roaccutane, like if you if he's on a skin medication, um, which like Roaccutane is like a common um, acne medication. I know that that can impact your sex drive or your ability to orgasm. And like obviously, like if you're if you're as a man, especially like if you're not coming like or even if you're not like being able to get hard like that can really impact your confidence and you you're not as eager to get back into like the swing um just as a side note ladies I know that the contraceptive pill um birth control can impact your sex drive um and I know that like other forms of hormonal contraception like the implanon um, like the rod that goes in your arm, that can also um, impact your sex drive, your ability to get wet and your ability to orgasm. So just a side note, because I know that um, actually like I is going to get like super intimate and we're going to really get to know each other by sharing this. But I didn't have sex for four months. Um, I basically like lost my sex drive pretty drastically um, and just I didn't masturbate. I didn't have sex. I wasn't seeking out sex. I just wasn't interested like at all I just didn't care I wasn't frustrated or anything because I wasn't having sex I just didn't really care about it and I thought it was the um antidepressants I was on and I was already also on an ADHD drug that um I, which is relevant here as well if he has ADHD and ADHD medications can also impact um your sex drive and the way you have sex um and I just thought it was that and then I and then I got a migraine actually um a pretty bad migraine it was oh God, I fucking should just look up the type of migraine it is it's like hemiplegia it's it's a very like particular type of migraine they like sh- you get shooting pains down the left side of your body and like um <laughs> sounds like a stroke or something but um and you um get aura and so you have to come off the contraceptive pill uh, this is just editing, Evie, just saying that I looked up the type of migraine I got, just in case any other girls out there, I just want to do my due diligence, you know, if there's any other people um, or girls in particular out there that get these migraines, they're called a hemiplegic migraine, um, which is like when you get like sensations down your arm and you do have to come off the contraceptive pill um, for um, blood clotting and stroke risk so just inserting that into this little dilemma thing okay bye so I came off the contraceptive pill about over two months ago now and my sex drive shot through the roof like obviously not instantaneously it's not that um it's not like quick but probably about three weeks like properly when the pill was out of my system three weeks to a month um my sex drive just went through the roof. So something just to note, ladies, um, obviously that doesn't really apply here because um, the boy doesn't take birth control. But <laughs> but anyway, I just thought I'd share that story that um, that the pill really impacted me. And my current medication doesn't um, at all. So um, that was kind of like a good elimination tactic anyway. Um, but yeah, for this instance, I think, yeah, like it is normal to feel um, awkward and like you don't want to like keep banging on about it. But it it is your relationship too like um and and if you're like trying like what and what it seems to be is that you're trying to have sex or you're trying to instigate it or pretend like because you're the one asking questions and he's the one shutting you down um rather than like you're both just not interested in having sex um then I think like yeah you don't want to pressure him about it but you do need to have a candid conversation about it which like it's just my advice but you just need to be like, hey, okay, sex is really important to me in a relationship and, you know, we aren't having sex and that's impacting my mental health and that's impacting how I view this relationship because um, I'm concerned about you and, you know, why you don't want to have sex with me. Um, I think in the alternative, if 
you're just not having sex and you don't like really want to have sex either like you're both just having a dry patch with each other I think that's okay um I don't think that's the case here because you've kind of mentioned that you've asked him if everything's okay so it seems to be on him but if it is you as well like you just aren't really having sex I think it's fine like that's such a part of life um that you go up and down with how often you have sex and 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 it's really important to check in with your mental health because obviously like I don't know sex is like we talk about it as if it's like just a walk in the park but you do like it is it is like an activity and it is like something that you really want to have to do in order to do it and also you should want to do it when you do it because like having like that um conversation and interaction and both wanting to do it is obviously important to like a consent aspect and also like you're just going to feel like really shit if you're just constantly um having sex only to please your partner so um like I think it's really normal to have dry patches um and I think like just own it and just like if you you know want to um like just ride it out then potentially that is also an option because there is a likelihood that it would just come back like sporadically it's the weather it's like the weather changes you know like less people are outside it's cold we don't want to like take our clothes off we just want to snuggle cuddle um I think the other question is like do you have other elements of intimacy right like are you still holding hands like cuddling like still like going on dates like I think if that's also starting to fade then that's another like that's a warning sign that it's not just about sex and sex drive it's also about intimacy and being close and you need to have a conversation about that um but you know things that you can do like like I just came back from a hotel stay and like if anything like we probably didn't have more sex during the hotel stay than we would usually do if we like had a night together because we don't have sleepovers that often like once a week um so we didn't it wasn't like crazy but it was just nice it like rim like it was just nice to have a hotel room to ourselves soundproofed well we think it was hopefully it was you know you didn't have to worry if you live with your parents you don't have to worry about being secretive around your parents like trying to sneak it in um you can just relax you can have some alcohol which if you if you're a drinker that might loosen you up a bit and and you know you can have a bath i highly recommend having a bath um with your partner oh delightful get a bubble bath from lush you know you could even get like some like rose petals make huge bubbles and just like sit in the bath together play some nice music you can even like set up netflix and watch a movie in the bath um you could even have like have showers together like just like try and like try and increase that like intimacy that you have together that maybe isn't just like sticking a penis into a vagina like that's other aspects of like sex and sexuality that isn't necessarily having sex and then like yeah if they you know if they if you do want to like have sex like you're missing sex then I don't know surprise him with like a new toy or um maybe like wear some sexy lingerie and some take some pics in it and then maybe like go to his house or he comes to your house and you're wearing the lingerie um you know just kind of like bum it and and if he's still if there's still like you know nothing happening like it's still like once every month and kind of like it's not really great sex I think you need to have a conversation um and just be like look what's going on because like I yeah I don't think people just stop having sex like as like it's just everyone loves sex and if you're having it before quite a lot, it's not like he's just one of those people that's not really a fan of sex and doesn't have a high sex drive. Um, so, yeah, you need to have a conversation and be like, look, is everything okay? How are you feeling mentally? Um, and go from there. But good luck. I'm talking to this person who hasn't even asked me for advice. She's asked a general group, but I'm going to act like she's listening to this podcast good luck I know that like I feel like lots of people have been in this situation before and and it would suck and like I know that like not having a sex drive like coming from someone who's not had a sex drive before it's like it's quite frustrating because you feel a bit like it just feels a bit shit um but definitely 
um, have a talk to him about it and be open with him that you're not getting your needs met as well. Because as I said, it's a relationship. The two people need input. Um, Okay. Anyway, good luck to this person. Okay, I'm just going to finish this episode off um, with a listener's question. So a couple of weeks ago on my Instagram, I asked you guys for a question or a topic that you just wanted me to chat about. And one of our consistent listeners and actually alumni, according to Evie, alumni, I don't know, that's probably the wrong word to use, but it's um, Charlie asked, asked this question, Charlie Grief, who was in our dating app special episode, episode 13, the last episode that is published that I was chatting about at the beginning of this episode. Sorry, Charlie, if you didn't want to get a shout out for this question. The questions are things to avoid on a first date and what makes a good first date, which I think are pretty good questions and probably something that like a lot of people um, kind of deal with because as someone who's been single for a very long time, I've gone on so many first dates and sometimes they're the only date I go on. But I'm on a few second dates, third dates, etc. But yes, first dates. So I'm going to kind of set the scene of what this date potentially is. Like the, the, the let's pretend I'm going on a date. I'm not. If, if you're listening, boy, I'm not. But... Let's pretend Evie is going on a date with this guy. His name is Jonathan. So Jonathan and I were going on a date. It's and well, he's asked me on a date. Say, um, we don't really know each other. We um haven't like chatted before this or seen each other. Maybe we've met at a party or something. So we don't really know each other. We've been talking for a little bit. Um, and he's asked me on a date. I just wanted to preface that scene because I know it, like I think dates vary depending on like how much you know the person. But anyway, we're going to say that I don't really know this person at all. So me and Jonathan, we're going on a date, okay? So first of all, what makes a good date? So I think the activity slash what you're doing is so integral. And if you don't know someone, I definitely don't think you should be having a night nighttime date. Because, okay, and I'll, I'll explain. I've been on a couple of first dates that have been like at a bar or like with alcohol involved, which I think the, like the thought process behind that is, is, is smart, right? It's like, I'm going to get some alcohol in me. It'll like calm my nerves. Um, he'll have alcohol in him. It'll calm his nerves. We'll be out at a bar. I can dress nicely, look my best. There'll be like people in the bars, so it won't be awkward. Um, and you can kind of run away at any stage, right? Cause you'll be in like the city. Um, presumably that's where I would go on like a bar date because you can hop between bars and that's, and that's what I've done before. I've gone be like, Oh, let's meet at this bar, hop between a couple of bars and you can just run home, like catch an Uber and run home if, if you need be, or call your friends. If like, if they're in the city at the same time, even like you can go meet your friends out afterwards. So I think like in theory, that's a good date. Here's why I don't think it's a good date. I think it's a little too formal and now like, and like, I think if you, if you potentially like know the person, like say they're, they've been a friend of yours for a bit or you know them from uni or work, potentially it's not a bad date idea, but I do think there's something like a little bit too formal about like getting like dressed up, sticking on a pair of heels, going to like the city on a Friday night and like going on a date. Secondly, I think if you are doing it on the weekend at, at like nighttime, you're just gonna feel like like a bit shitty that you're not going out with your friends, for instance. Like it's like you're giving up like a night, like a night, a weekend night. Some and if you work full time, that's like the only night you can really go out and have a few drinks. You're giving that up for this guy um, or girl that you're going out on a date with. And if it goes wrong, you're just gonna feel. Or if it's not as good as like, it's, I just feel like you're, comp- you're going to compare it to like your normal Friday or Saturday night. Do you get me? So I feel like for your first date, expectations A, need to be super low, but B, it just needs to be like during the day because I think it's way more casual and chill. And I think like maybe like an hour and a half max. 
you know? And so this is why, like, what makes a good first date for me, casualness, casualness? Is that a word? I don't know. Being, like, how casual it is because you can kind of, like, you don't look like or feel like you need to put in effort. So if it fails, you don't feel like it doesn't feel like it's such a failure. Like it could just be like, oh, we'll just see, like, we'll just do it again and like try again, you know? Um, so like, you know, I think getting coffee, if you're not a coffee drinker, like obviously like get a hot chocolate or something. Um, but or, like go or go somewhere that does like juices or smoothies, but something like on the go. Um, I think like if you're from Perth, like going to like a coffee shop, like on the foot, like on the front um, and going for like a walk, is cute. I like, I've done that a couple times and I think it's just so much more casual. Like you can go there like, and you can like go in the morning, say like at nine o'clock or even if you're like, if you, if you don't like the mornings, like 11, 12 ish, grab your coffee, have your little day. And then just be like, Oh, like I'm like after an hour and a half, just go like, Oh, I've got some errands to run. Like I'll speak to you later. And know what's happened to me before is I've done the coffee date thing. And then we've like messaged like it's gone like fairly well and he's like messaged he's like actually do you want to go out tonight and it like then you end up going out and it's like fun because you've already met each other so it's not awkward um or if you do it on a Thursday then there's a possibility of still going out on a Friday night and having some drinks like I just think like a quick coffee date just to like kind of meet them um is like such a good idea or like as I said or a walking date kind of thing you grab a coffee and go I think like any sit down meal is just a no go for a first date. Leave that for second, third, fourth, fifth, whatever. Have just an on the go takeaway kind of vibe. I think also like if you're like me and you just like really hate eating in front of people new, then the sit down meal thing is just like a no go. So no breakfast, no lunch, a drink that you can just kind of sip on cutely. <laughs> I feel like I'm always talking to girls when I'm talking in this podcast, but I understand that there are male listeners, so I need to stop tailoring it specifically to girls. But yes, there's something that you can hold and sip on and and just kind of be like, maybe you grab it, you have a couple, you know, you have a chat at the coffee shop and then you go, oh, do you want to like go for a quick walk? You can go for a walk. You don't have to be like staring at each other. Um, I think that that's such a good idea for a first date. And if I was to go on a first date with Jonathan, <laughs> this hypothetical man that I've invented, um, that's what I would do, you know, and it's a good topic of conversation, like what's your favorite cafe? And it could be like, what type of coffee do you like? Oh, you don't like coffee? What type of, what do you drink then? Like, it's a good, like, it gets the conversation flowing and like, um, it's not expensive either. So you don't have that awkward, like, like, oh, who's going to pay like for this expensive dinner, like all these expensive drinks, like it'll be like 10 bucks. So you can kind of pay, or he can just pay, like, it's not, there's not, like, this awkwardness associated with it, so I think, like, that's a good, like, that's a good first date idea, um, and along that, then, that, what it makes, like, what makes a good first date, I think, like, that casualness, just having chats, I think being, like, chill and just like not putting too much pressure on it because like there's nothing worse nothing worse than like say you have like you've been messaging this guy on tinder you've been messaging jack on tinder and you know you've been having flirty conversations he's interesting like he's interested in what you do you're interested in what he does like he um you're at the same like stage in life like he has no like you know he's been out for relationships say for a year so of you and like you've been having like all these good chats he's sexy in his pics maybe you've had like a FaceTime call and you've seen him like and he's like and that's actually something else that I recommend is having a FaceTime call with them before you have your first date it really does like just a quick one just like oh I can't be bothered typing this out just like quick FaceTime um yeah like say you've had a few FaceTimes so you've really kicked it off and then you go on your date and it's awful like it's just a bit boring or you it's just a bit awkward and like there's nothing worse you get your hopes up so I think like what also makes a good first date is maybe having a few dates lined up so not placing so much pressure on this one date because I think we can all get a bit narrow-minded when we're speaking to someone and we're just like heading this person like this is the person I'm speaking to mainly for like it's 
quite hard to like speak to multiple people at once. <gasps> My ADHD brain just like cannot do that. I can't have multiple people on the go. So, so it is hard. Like I know. So we do get tunnel vision and we're like, yes, 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 this person. And then we have a date and it's just about, eh. And then you're kind of like, oh, maybe I should give them a second chance. You go on a second date and you'd be like, eh. And then you get the ick and then it's a failed relationship. And then you've got to start all over again. I know that feeling, single people. I know that feeling so well. So I think like what makes a good first date is not putting so much pressure. I know it's easier said than done, but if you have a couple lined up, if you have a couple people that you're speaking to, whether that be your like people that you've met in real life or Tinder, and you've got a couple things lined up, even like actually like if you have something planned after your first date not with this the date but with your friends or something kind of like ease up because you're kind of thinking about like more that you've oh I'm just meeting like Jack for coffee at you know 11 o'clock at Mullu Beach and then I've got to go to shopping with my friend Ashlyn on and and then and then I'm meeting this person and then I've got to go to Kmart yeah and then your head's not just purely focused on this date and I think this is also why that nighttime dates are like a bit awkward because it's like, well, what else do you do at nighttime? It's like, they've got this, you think about it all day, then you've got this date at, you know, say it starts at eight o'clock and then it's bedtime afterwards. Like, then you're going home for bed. So you've got nothing to kind of like preoccupy your mind with. Whereas if it's like, yeah, okay, I'm going to go up, get up, go to the gym, go to this coffee date, then go run some errands, go get a blood test. Whatever you, you, that seems like, Honestly, that's that's kind of my life. Um, in a nutshell, if you want me to do a what did I eat, what I do in a day, that's what it would be. Um, but you know, like, kind of, if you have like appointments and other stuff going on, like it just kind of detracts. Um, I kind of have spoken about things to avoid on a first date, aka nighttime. Um, but I think other things like, oh, like I think talking about like your like job or career path a bit too much is a bit bit ick like if he's just sitting there like blabbing about how he's works at finance firm and all these things that happen at finance firm like I'm just like what do you just have like no other personality than like your job and then that's the kind of turn off for me so I think like I don't know keeping like some fun conversation topics in mind like where they've traveled to or um the best place they've eaten ever or um I don't know, things that you find interesting. For me, I always like to hear about people's favourite restaurants in Perth, mainly because at least if the date goes wrong, I've got some new restaurants to try, which I'm always interested. And if you guys have any restaurant recommendations, please tell me. So, um, yeah, like, or um, I think, like, another thing is, like, funny stories to tell. So, like, um, what's your... um, worst um date experience like what was your worst first date and if you ask that like it's kind of funny because then you kind of gauge what he likes um or she likes sorry guys sorry sorry boys listening I'm sorry um then what else is there things to avoid um yeah like I think like topics like that are good like um just stay clear of any mention of any other relationship that you have had stay clear big and I'm saying this to boys especially and I've actually been told this by a boy that like they went on a date um it was a first date and hang on one second I need a sip of water yeah so that he went on this first date with this girl and she was just talking about her ex this entire time and how like she never wanted to get into something like that ever again and like look it's a fair cut she's covering her I can see where she's coming from she's covering her bases she's like I don't want to get into another I'm just putting it out there I don't want someone like this that's that's fair but I think that's like it's too deep for a first date like first dates are not that deep they're not that deep so just steer is a steer clear is that the expression steer clear so I want to say stay clear. Steer clear seems a bit... Anyway, I think it's steer clear, but also stay clear of any topic about past relationships. The only exception to that, I would say, is, like, if, like, it's just in passing. Like, if you're, like, oh, like, what was your favourite holiday or where have you travelled to? And you're, like, oh, I went to this place. And they're, like, where'd you, like, 
who'd you go there with? Oh, I was like with my ex-boyfriend. Like, I think that's fine. But if you're like, oh, I was with my ex-boyfriend who was, oh my God, he was such a total douche. And like, he never made me come. And I, um, he was super controlling and oh my God, actually he really scarred me for life. Like I'd literally have to go to therapy from here. I just think that's too deep for a first date. I'm not saying you should never talk about it ever with the person. It's just too deep for a first date. What else to avoid? I'm not going to mention anything about sex because I am a progressive young woman. Do what the fuck you want on your first date. If you want to sleep with them, sleep with them. If you don't want to sleep with them, don't sleep with them. I do think it'd be a bit like, I do think like if you're trying to like not sleep with them on the first day, like I, you know, I know that sometimes we do have to like physically restrain ourselves from sleeping with someone on the first date. If you know, you know, I understand that struggle. And this is another reason, I feel like this just comes straight back. This is another reason why night dates are bad. You're like, oh, should we go back to my house, have a couple of wines at my house? No. That's like, who, who's like after coffee? Oh, do you want to go back to my house? Like, no, it doesn't happen. Okay. <laughs> it's weird. Right. And if they do do that, they just want to fuck you. And they're probably not interested in dating you. So like, Yeah. Do what you want on a first date and if you want to have to sleep with them after coffee, go for it. Or if you just want to sleep with this person, it's not really a date, you just want to fuck them, then have a night date, go for it. I don't care. I don't care what you do. But from my experience, if you don't want to sleep with them, you want to test their intentions, then I think try not to sleep with them on the first date. Tease them a bit. Be a bit sexy. Be a bit seductive. Tease them. Make them want, make, make them want you more. Um, and go on a coffee day. <laughs> oh, I don't think I have anything else to avoid. I don't know. Wear a cute fit. I don't know. This is from my personal experience. Don't be showing up looking like a bit eh. Like, look like you've put in some effort, even if it's just a coffee day. Girls, cute legging. Maybe like an oversized tee, a cap, sunnies. You know, a little bag. Maybe put some mascara on look like you've put in some effort boys don't just rock up in like your uwa hoodie and like your hail shorts and your air forces i swear to god but but do not do that at least try and wear like a nice track pant and uh, you know an ollie clothing jumper hoodie you know maybe you know think like just like casual but nice vibes. Don't look like you've just rolled out of bed. Put some effort in. Um, and yes, so that is my first date. What makes a good first date? What things to avoid? Probably going to be listening to this back a bit. Like, why the fuck didn't I mention this? But right now, I'm just like sick of talking. Can you hear it in my voice? I'm like getting croaky. I was already croaky because I think I have been talking too much recently about... Is that, is that even a thing? I don't know. I also think, like, maybe I'm getting a bit of a cold because, like, yeah, I just feel it coming along. And being in this dusty studio is just not helping the coldness. So I'm going to leave my first date tips and tricks there. But, again, message me your advice, what you think makes a good first date, um, what things to avoid on a first date and if any and Charlie if you were going on a first date and I took so long to reply to your question I'm so sorry but I hope this is still helpful to you if this was genuinely a question or if you just wanted me to talk about it (laughs) anywho good luck on your first dates guys if anyone has first dates coming up I hope it's not it's not for a fucking I hope that nobody like when this episode goes goes out I hope nobody's nobody's going on like a dinner date that they have planned or like drinks or something that they have planned and they're like fuck (laughs) Evie shat all over that but if you do go on a dinner date and it goes well tell me um or if you like change your date tell me also but anyway good luck on your first dates guys it's so fun dating new people oh isn't it just the best time of any like relationship when you're just like first anywho all right well Thanks, Charlie, for the question. Okay, well, I am fatigued after all that advice giving. 
It's as if I didn't do this in my everyday life anyway. Um, But thank you for listening to the first episode of According to Evie Revamped or According to Revamped, I guess. Um, Let me know your feedback. Let me know um, what you think about my little segment at the start, um, Sexy sexy Times what was it? What was it? Sexy Times Topics. Gosh, I forgot what I called my own segment. Um, and let me know what you think about the dilemmas and listeners question. And also, if you want to be a guest, feel free to measure me. Uh, mess it, measure me. Please don't measure me. I've put on some weight recently and I would prefer if you didn't measure me. Please message or DM or private message, whatever you want to call it on Instagram or if you know me personally, message me in person in my ordinary Instagram, Evie Bolton. Um, and we can chat about you being guest. If you have any guests in mind, um, if you want a boy on the podcast, give his perspective, I can certainly arrange that. Um, so yeah, I'm, thank you for listening. I, it's, I, I do feel like when I'm talking, I'm half talking to myself, half talking to real people. I like imagine you all out there listening to me. So it's probably like one person. It's probably my mum just listening. (laughs) And she's like, what the fuck is Amy on about? (gasps) Anywho, 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 anywho. Thank you for listening. This is a long outro. I apologise. Follow me on at according to Evie. Actually, that's wrong. At according underscore to underscore Evie. Follow my personal Instagram at Evie Bolton. And don't forget the link is in the bio if you want to submit a dilemma. And thanks for listening. Oh, actually, one last thing, guys. I'm sorry, you probably clicked off. So like the one, like the one or two stragglers that have kept going this far. I do have a question that I'm probably going to put on my Instagram, which is what day do you want these podcasts to come out? What day? What day is good for you? Hump day? Wednesday? It's kind of fun since I was talking about sex. Is it Fridays? Friday morning? You're at the end of the week. You just want a podcast. Sit sit and listen to a podcast in your work break or at work because you don't care about work on Fridays. Um, Or is it like a Sunday end of the week or Monday start of the week? For some reason, Tuesday, Thursday never really came up. Is it a Tuesday or Thursday? Just because things don't normally come out on a Tuesday or Thursday. Let me know. Okay. That was my last thing. I'm actually going to say goodbye now. Thank you for listening. I'll speak to you next time. Bye-bye.